It has been two years since the trade galaxy was shaken to its core by the actions of a single, mismatched, multi-species crew. Whatever you think of the heroes of Yentao, also known as the Space Squad, one thing is certain. All eyes are watching for whatever they do next. Last time in the Maelstrom Galaxy, you witnessed how the end began. We pick up now in the aching silence of the aftermath. The meadow is a field of ash and bone. The great starry tree is scorched and creaking. A crackling, uneven doorway hangs over the scene, and there is a trail of blood passing through it and on into the unknown. Most striking of all is the silence hanging as heavy over the scene as smoke in a burning building. What do you do? Has Schlurp's timeout finished? No, my timeout lasts like an hour, so... Yeah, Corel's just all still where they were, lying on the ground. Greg's just thinking to himself, right, this all happened. Take this, compartmentalise it. And he says out loud, Okay. There's a lot to take in. What can we practically do with this? Go tell people. To to what end? I mean, this is gods and magic, I don't know. Not not like everyone. Not like, go around in the KJ2 with a megaphone being like, Yo, this is happening. Like, go tell the people who could make a difference. We knew it was a large fiery wall of death but we know that it's not the god of fire who's behind that it's this corrupted sludge thing so the shriek yes the shriek is our enemy you're right it's good that we have a name of our enemy we have a sense of what we're up against I'm just trying to work out what we've practically learned we can take from this Faraday, what, what do you think? You're, you're generally the most practical of us here. Well, we learned that the Shriek didn't want the ceremony to go ahead. True. Shriek didn't it want it to go ahead so that it could take over the two archgods. But we know that the ceremony has to go ahead or else everything is going to end. So the aim is to have it complete. Because it wants it to go ahead so it can interrupt it. But if the ceremony happens and is completed, then everything gets to carry on. Yes, but ultimately, as we saw, that only buys us time. We have to defeat the Shriek that's inside of Pyros before we can be sure of it forever. Otherwise, we're just doing what the other gods, to their credit, were able to do, which is just pass the buck to us. The ceremony needs to go ahead. The Shriek needs to be defeated. Um, what was it that Kavoris used? I mean, he used it on Peros, which was wrong, but he must have thought he was using it on something. I mean, how do you even kill a god in the first place? I mean, can we find Kavoris' skull? Would speak with dead work on someone who doesn't verbally talk? I don't want to tell you either way. I would rather you make the judgment for yourselves. 
Theresia was in on it. He could talk. His body's not here. He right. went through that doorway. He left. He left. Yeah. Fair died, presumably where we found near where we found Septiva, yeah. and definitely not going to be able to go back there. Well, let's give it a go. Carol gets up and pulls out the the stylus. What if we put it in his hand? It's a good idea, Carol. I get five questions. I figure you should get two of them. Thank you. Okay, what do we want to ask? Bearing in mind, he's going to be cryptic. That's not a dig on Kavoris, they're always cryptic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fully a dig on Kavoris. It Kavoris. sounded like it would have been a fair dig on Kavoris. <laughs> it's a completely fair dig on Kavoris. Like, he's been there to be like, I have all this knowledge, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> but the obvious it? question is, um, you wielded a knife during the dance. Uh, what was that knife? Spear. Spear. What was it? It was, it was very small. It was a was spear. It? it was a spear. It's a mini spear. My apologies. No, Paige. it was a full-size spear. Oh, right. But it grew from a tiny little bauble. Oh, that was it. Theresia had it sequestered. Where Where did the spear go? I don't remember. Do you want to have, have a shafty? Have a look. Look through the corpse pile. Okay, well, let's yeah. decide on the questions first. And yeah. Then um, How much did Theresia know? What made you think stabbing Pyros was a good idea? What was your motivation? Because he had a reason. Yes, because he, he didn't know he was possessed by the Shriek. He would have thought, I have a reason for doing this and it's mine. But it was also controlling him to an extent. Could we ask about that? I don't know whether he'd really have time to have processed what it was. Maybe how do you think the Shriek possessed you? Okay, well, we'll ask those three and then Corral can ask their questions as well. Just for a quick plan, we'll find Kavoris' body and give that a go. We'll look for the spear and then go from there. Well, I believe I said that you can see Kavoris' body. It's one of the more intact ones, so it's against all the other charred bone. It does stand, stand out. Like You can see his horn poking up through the ash where he fell. Okay, so I will go and sit by it mm-hmm. and... Light some incense and focus. You focus. Corel, make sure the stylus is in, is in the hand. Yeah, uh, you actually have to really fight to uncurl his hand. Um, his whole body seems to have been fused by the heat. And as you, uh, as you kind of jam the stylus into his hand, you can kind of hear his fingers crunching as like, and crackling as they're forced out of the tight curl they were in. Corel, um, as you lift his hand and do this, um, underneath... His fingers are scraps of burnt paper. Okay. Um, is there anything legible on said burnt paper? I think you know what it says. You can just make out the shaky trail of one sentence. When you see the woman at the end of the world, tell her that I'm sorry. Corel does take a moment to just try and fish those bits of paper out and put them away somewhere compare with their own scraps Faraday the ash blots on your knees and sticks like a stain you concentrate on your power as you have quite a few times now this it never gets any less unnerving though I think and slowly with 
an eerie flare of light on this otherwise grey scene, Kavoris sits up and all of his joints, just like with the hand, are just making this awful kind of cracking and grinding noise. And he is mostly upright, clutching the stylus. Wow. <laughs> um, it doesn't seem right that I'm the one to talk to you, but... Okay. I know you can't really understand what's going on, and that's really not you, but we're gonna stop this this time. And I think you should know that. I don't know. Um, so what was the spear that you and Teresiel had? Uh, Kavoris lifts that awful twisted hand with the stylus in it, and the stylus glows as he begins to write, leaving a trail of letters in the air. We made it together, from dreams, from the source of everything. A weapon to avert the end. As much as I would love to find out more about that, um, what was your motivation for stabbing Peros? Teresial had seen it. A fire, death, worsening over time, becoming more certain. Peros, he would end it all. We were so certain. Okay. How do you think the Shriek possessed you in the first place? I do not understand. Okay, that's fine. That one was a bit of a long shot. The last two questions are going to come from Corel. I'm going to guess you already know who that is. They would like to know if you were so certain, why didn't you share it with the other gods? He immediately starts to write again. I did not trust them. It felt right to not trust them. If Peros was our enemy, who else could be? The fate of everything was at stake, so it was just us, myself and Teresial, as it was in the beginning. Grell suppresses the, uh, the urge to follow up on that cryptic last line. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it always just brings up more questions. <laughs> and I'd be able to come back in ten days, but I don't think that's going to happen. Honestly, what a tease. What a tease. <laughs> All right, I think I, I have one, and this is partly just because of the scraps. Mm. How can a new book of shadows be made? That's an excellent question. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to hear the question and then I'm going to look at Corel and say, this is the last thing you're ever going to get to ask them. Is this what you want to ask? You can, you can ask something selfish. That's okay. Corel thinks for a moment. No, we need tools. I'm so fucking proud of Corral right now. Aww. <laughs> yeah. How does one make a new book of shadows? Kavoris pauses for a second and then starts to write slower than before. With spirit and care, any true instrument of intention should hold a piece of yourself within. The how of making is unique to any individual, but I would say trust yourself, but more than that, trust your friends. Corel nods to that and says, knowing that Kavoris cut is in no way can hear it. Glad you finally figured that out. <laughs> the hand crumbles and the stylus falls and Kavoris. Wait! I don't have any more questions for you. I just wanted to say that I get it. 
I don't think this was your fault. I think I would have done the same. The pieces of him tumble in the air. There is no response, Faraday. He falls and is dust like the rest. So we're still going to look for the spear. So I was going to roll investigation to find the spear. I think investigation is right because you're trying to follow the path. It's like the cup game, right? Where all mm. the cups sliding around. So I'll take an investigation on the whole sequence of events, basically, to see if you can track where the spear ended up. Who has good investigation? I have plus seven. Oh, you take it, buddy. I mean, I think you were watch- you were watching too, so if you want to give me advantage... Yeah, I'll do that. So that's 22. With a 22, Corel, I can tell you this. A lot happened in a very short space of time. A lot of people died. And there was a lot of fire and ash and smoke and so much obscuring your vision, but you managed to keep your eyes trained on that spear the whole time. It's still in Pyrrhus's back. In the one body that we can't get to. Do we leave it like this? Marilee's just looking out at this mass grave that is on top of the ground. Not where graves tend to be. Can we, like, pick things up from here? I mean, you picked up Kavoris. We're gonna need some evidence, because we can tell all the tall tales that we want, but if we don't have something concrete, no one's gonna believe us. I, I don't know. I feel like the people we'd actually want to tell wood also i don't know how much difference it's gonna make oh we have a skull it's the skull of a god trust us i wasn't even necessarily suggesting bones like there was other stuff here besides bones i know all we see is the bones right now but there's more than the bones what do you think we should take sir can i do like a general investigation check just to see what can be taken that isn't bones yeah go ahead eight i can see slurp struggling so i put my hand on their shoulder and be like let's look together okay well, it can only be one worse than a two. 13. Can I get anything from a 13? With a 13, I would say the best thing that you can find from this place, which is the most intact, is a single flower. I think Shlub takes it. It's beautiful in your hands, somehow still whole after all the devastation. It has eight diamond-shaped petals, uh, kind of arranging together, arranged together to kind of form a star. Um, and I'm going to cast Tech Magic, just to see if there's anything up with this flower. The flower is a small sun, Schlepp. Um, Each petal resonates with a different school of magic. And I'm going to do a nature check, just to make sure it's not something that is important to it being here. That's 13. It's a very beautiful flower, Lorelei. So I guess we've been here for a while. I think we've probably learned everything we can. We have a portal there. I don't quite know where it's going to lead. Lorelei, I'm guessing portals are kind of your thing now. All true. Um, I guess I'll go up and have a look. How big is it? It would have been, it's very ragged. It's um, similar to Teresial in size, so a little bit shorter than Grick. We, there was, was there one of the prongs of the trident was left over? You saw the trident shatter. You can search for its prongs. Um, yeah, Alayula used, used one of the prongs to carve the thing open. Teresial took the main bit of the trident that was left 
Uh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm gonna look for Aliula's body and see if it's still, I guess, holding on to. Aliula's body is not still holding on to a shard of Teresiel's trident. Either it was destroyed in the making or it fell through the hole. Probably fell through the hole. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't know how much longer I can look out over this field of uh, bones and hell. Seconded. I think I was the first to come through because on the idea I'm the strongest in case anything happens. So I'm going to get my shield out and I'm going to walk through the portal. Once more onto the breach, dear friends. Crick, you raise your shield in front of you and edge through that portal. Your whole body prickles like with a static roar as you do so, and you stick your head out onto a staircase which looks radically different to the one that you came to this scene through. It's an absolute nightmare of whirling black and red clouds. There's a single stair descending away from you in a lops like a wonky zigzag. Teresiol was terribly wounded and the trident terribly damaged when he carved that doorway. I think all you can guess is that something about his power is not working properly. I was going to call back through the portal, but I would imagine they can't hear me, so I guess I'll just wait for the the rest of the team. (laughs) Uh, You look back at the rest of them and there's one thing that's odd. What do I see? Jiahu is walking away from them in the opposite direction to the door. Well, I mean, maybe they can hear me. I, I call out and um, I say, hey, hey, guys. You yeah. see Crick gesticulate, but you can't hear his words. I, um, I point behind wait, no, him I, to Jiahu. Well, I'll be able to know what he's saying. Yeah, you can read, you can lip read that schlep. Yeah, I think Alarm Schlep just turns around to look at this. She sees you look towards her and she runs. I run after her. Hey. No, let me go. You were gonna, you were gonna do this without letting me know? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I know you have to go somewhere, but you can at least have the decency to let me know when you're, when you're going. I'm sorry, but. No, um, you're right. I, I'm a coward. You're one of the bravest fucking people I knew. You, you saw the end of the world and you're still here. No. Listen, you're fundamentally misunderstanding who I am. I died here just as surely as any of these people. I love you, but I'm not right for you. You need someone who lifts you up and dares you to be better. Not someone who drags you down and will always be a little bit tied to a past that doesn't exist. You need someone you can build a future with together. And I don't... I don't have a future. I don't. So... Yeah. I... I need to go. And... I think now is the time. I can be free, and you can be free too. At least let me help you see this through. (sighs) Okay. She offers her hand to you. I take it. 
As always, her hand is cold in yours. And she looks up at you and she says, You didn't deserve any of this that's happened. With seeing and being connected to this place and what happened here. Maybe not, but that's how it's shaken out. So the best we can do is carry on. That's life, right? That's life. Schlepp, I am very grateful to have known you and to have gotten the chance to see who Sing became. Who knows? I know it's an awfully big universe, but if I found, if we found each other again once, maybe we can do it again. Well, we live in a world of strange odds. You know what they say? Sometimes the charm. Come with me. Let's get this over with. And she tugs gently on your hand. I follow her. And she steers you towards the lake. Uh, When you first arrived here, this lake was matte darkness, reflecting the stars above the tree. Now it has an oily rainbow sheen and little dots of ash float on its surface. And she walks you right down to the edge of the lake. And then she looks up at you. This is where we part ways. This is the Lake of Souls. You mustn't look too far in. Not until it's your real time. But this is where I end and someone new begins. Are you sure you can't stay just a few more minutes? We just came out of this. I need something. You have something. You have your friends. They love you. I love you. I know you do. Thank you for everything. And then she steps forward so that her toes breach the waters of the lake. And all at once her form is outlined in light. And she steps forward again until your hands are stretched out between you. And she is glowing like a star now. And then she takes another step, so it's just your fingertips that are connected. And she looks back at you and she says, Oh, one last thing. And she smiles and a ball of light forms in her palms, in her palm, and then passes to your hand. And you feel like a shock of frost, like frosty, deep, cold surge up from your hand all the way through your body. And she says to you, give them hell, Schlurp. You bet I will. And she steps deeper into the lake and her form becomes light and the light becomes stars. And those stars sink down into the lake and become one with the constellations reflected there. And she's gone. I think Slurp just falls to her knees. Like, thousand yards there, like... Yeah. I'm gonna go over, but I'm gonna look and see if Corel or Lorelei are gonna join me. I think Crick is probably stuck. I don't care if through. I'm stuck, I'm running back through the portal. You push your way back through the portal, Crick. I run to Slurp 
and I just like sit next to them and, and hug them as hard as I can. I'm so sorry, Schlurp. We barely got any time. Why didn't I tell her earlier? You told her when you needed to tell her and when you felt it. And that's all any of us can ever do. Raleigh's just going to lead Bugsy over and like, I still don't like you, but also just sort of point him over at Schlurp. Oh yeah, he comes cruising in like a big ship landing. Big ship, a big plane landing, and just kind of overshadows you and Crick for a moment, and mm. then just kind of descends <laughs> until you're both surrounded by fur. Oh. And then he snuffles down at your hand, the cold one, and just keeps giving it confused little nudges and licks. Like, do I feel like it's actively colder? Yeah, you do. Schlurp, what's, what's that? It was the hand she was holding when she... She said something about giving them hell. Can I do Arcana check on myself? You can do an Arcana check on yourself. Yes, yes, nat 20, yes. Oh my God. With a nat 20 schlep, you look at your cold palm and you try and concentrate on that feeling, that kind of tingle of frost underneath your metal skin. And I can tell you as your DM that the spell Fireball has now changed to a frost equivalent. Nice. That's um, so helpful. <laughs> that is very helpful. Which we're going to call Snowball. Come on, Schlup. I think they had to be actively dragged up. Yeah. I um, dragged them then. Yeah, Bugsy sticks his head under your other arm, Schlup, and together Crick and Bugsy kind of nudge, lift you to your feet. Okay, when we go through, be careful. The portal itself is fine, but... The other side is not the staircase we came up. It's just be careful with your footing. And, It'd be uh, a shame if any of you were prone to falling. Yeah. So I go through first again. It's the same as when you just went through. It's a chaotic, dark, broken world. It's very obvious that something is incredibly wrong there. It feels wrong. I hold out my hand in front of the portal so I can offer it to anyone who comes through, just so everyone is... Yep. Extra sure of their footing. It's okay, we all, we all know this is me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's me too. I mean, this is as much for me to stabilize myself. Okay, who goes? What, what order do you enter the portal in? Uh, Lorelei's going to go last. Okay. I imagine Slurf is probably first after Crick. Bruno's also there. Yeah, what? Bruno what? sure is there. <laughs> Just... He is silent. And ashen, <laughs> covered head to toe in ash, and just absolute mute. Yeah, that's fair. I'm gonna burn my fourth, all of my fourth, fifth, and sixth level spells on casting freedom of movement on everyone. Ooh, what does that mean? We're not at all affected by difficult terrain. It can't reduce our speed or cause us to be paralyzed or restrained. Uh, we also can't be paralyzed or restrained or slowed by any spells. Oh, fun. Everyone except Corral. Sorry, Corral. You have the best decks. That's fair. Okay. What order are we in going in, in like in the staircase? Just so I can check. Crick, Corral, Schlep and Bruno on top of Bugsy. Mm-hmm. Um, Faraday. And then and Lele then... at the back. Okay. And everyone except Corral has freedom of movement. In this order, you enter the doorway and step onto the twisted staircase. It 
is a disturbing, broken realm, this. It's not right. The stairs shift under your feet and you can see the path of them zigzagging down into darkness, like undulating and moving and sometimes steps fall away and others shoot up 20 feet into the air. You head down and as you descend, um, it becomes darker and darker until it is totally dark. What do you do for light? I guess we all have comms units with torches on. You can do that and it'll light your way, but beyond your little beams of light is absolute pitch inky darkness. Mm. And as you descend further and further, that changeability becomes more extreme. Can I please take a dexterity saving throw? 29. 22. 16. Who got below 16? Is it just Faraday? 14. Hey! Bloody humans! The dice tell a story. The staircase is unraveling. And even with Lorelei's protections, as it unravels beneath your feet, the two of you find yourself standing on nothingness and then you plummet (laughs) into the darkness. (laughs) I'm next to Crick. Can I try to grab him? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, can I have a dex save to try and grab? Oh, same again, because I presume I'd still get the, the plus three from, so 29. You see Crick and Faraday go, and you reach out, snatch your hand out to snag it in the in the collar of Crick's flight jacket, and you manage to get hold of him, but then the stair that's beneath your feet, Corel, suddenly tips, and you, with a horrible lurch in your stomach as you realise... Your feet slide clean off the stair and you are dragged after Crick and Faraday. Oh into the dark. No. So is that three of us who have now fallen off? Yep. I'm I'm going to uh, turn into an owl, like a giant owl, like seven foot tall owl. Yes. I'm going to go pick up Faraday. Go ahead. You turn into an owl and leap down. And I'm just going to pick up Faraday and just plop her back on the stairs. <laughs> They've dropped very fast, and it takes you a second to turn into an owl and fly after them. So you have to descend maybe 20, 30 feet uh, down into the dark. As you do, you get the weirdest sensation. Not not like a sensation, but just a sense. Because as you descend after them, you smell salt. Would I be able to tell if it's like sea salt or like processed salt? Uh, roll me perception. One. Wow. Natural one. Oh my god. Somewhat aptly, because I don't think owls have very good sense of smell, because they rely on their eyesight. Yeah, sight and hearing. Yeah, you get a waft of salt, but as an owl, I don't think you can determine more than that. You can make a perception check based on your sight, because I imagine owls have got great night vision. Uh, Yeah, I have dark vision to 120 feet as an owl. Okay. (laughs) Lorelei, you can't smell for shit, but there's an ocean down there. Oh, so like, was if there isn't anywhere to go on the staircase that we were walking down? I think there was, but I don't think like the path extends all the way there anymore. So I think the staircase currently is unwinding into an approximate location. Okay, I'm gonna go down. You grab Faraday, and Faraday literally just accelerates downwards. <laughs> Faraday's fully, like, probably fully in my claws at this point. What, 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 where? (laughs) (laughs) You just left Schlurp on the staircase. Corel and Crick, you spin together, still anchored by Corel's death grip on the collar of your jacket, 
you flip and fall and tumble through the air and as you do you slapped in the face almost with the smell of sea salt and then spray the air is cold and damp and full of spray and salt your windmilling arms like you get with the torch attached you get flashes of a turbulent black sky full of heavy bloated cloud and then you see heaving waves underneath you you've got a split second crick to decide whether you want to use misty step or not and then you're going to impact i'm going to use it uh out of character corel i'll see you around (laughs) (laughs) wow so misty step i can just teleport to an unoccupied space so i choose to teleport into the water Crick, sorry, Corel, your hand is tight in Crick's collar. You have nightmarish flashes of heaving seas and salt and storm clouds. And then Crick vanishes from your grip and your hand clenches on nothing. You hear a faint, I'm sorry. Ah. Crick, you drop into a turbulent sea and are immediately knocked head over heels by the next crashing wave. Corel, you hit the water with 20d6 of damage. <gasps> oh my god! I'm so sorry, Which I'm Corral. now going to roll. Look, better than it being both help. of us. That's true. Duncan's just like, yes, hurt Corral. <laughs> just, <laughs> just lying dead in the water. Oh my god. The ultimate belly flop. Slurps just there like, I'm alone again. <laughs> well, I guess I'm not here. Not for long. You'll be fine. Yeah, just top. Just, just take a short I mean, hop. It's only d sixes. Like, how bad could it be? Oh, look, it's sixty-five points of damage. Oh, that's okay. Sixty-five. Corel is not unconscious, but they're feeling quite sore and confused. Thirty-six hit points left. Seeing, seeing this, Lorelei is going to drop off Faraday. Faraday, you're now in the ocean. <laughs> On top of Corral. And then fly up and go uh, and attempt to communicate to Schlurp to polymorph Bugsy into a mouse. Don't know if I'd recommend a mouse right now. Uh, no, but I'm going to take them down, but I can't carry Bugsy. Oh, that's fair. What if, what if I turn Bugsy into an owl? Bugsy is smart. Mm. Is this owl going to be smart enough? Only has minus one int. Is only marginally less smart than Lorelei. So... If, uh, yeah, Lorelei's going to go up and go, ooh, ooh, and Where the flap. fuck is everyone? You just <laughs> fucking fell. What the fuck is happening? Uh, Lorelei threw owl charades? Yeah. <laughs> I turn Bugsy into an owl. And I pick up Bruno and we go down. Cool. Bruno makes an extremely distressed French noise and Bugsy the owl is just kind of constantly going, <laughs> I believe in you! <laughs> like questioning hoots <laughs> as he kind of just follows you too. Who's carrying Schlepp? Sorry. Bugsy. 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 Bugsy sees Lorelei grab Bruno and is like, do what, do what she's doing. Schlurp. Animal handling, please. Big old 13. Oh, Schlurp. Bugsy kind of tilts his head, and because he's an owl, he can tilt it really far. And then he makes a kind of like, ooh, noise, like he's worked something out, and then he headbutts you off the stair. <laughs> and then leaps after you, like it's a game. <laughs> can I angle myself to be underneath where Schlurp is dropping? 
Yeah, sure. Can you roll me a deck save? This fucking Looney Tune shenanigans. <laughs> 13. Schlurp lands on you. And I think that's going to be hard enough that you're going to get knocked momentarily out of the sky. You're carrying Bruno, right? Yeah. Bruno has face step, so he can teleport. So I think you drop Bruno and then he panics and doesn't teleport himself onto your back. He teleports himself to your ankle and then just hangs onto your leg. <laughs> I mean, I was holding him in my claws anyway. Uh, Schlurp, meanwhile, slams into your back. Uh, Schlurp, can I take a dick save? Oh, that's actually good. Um, 25. Okay, a 25. You managed to kind of grab Lorelei and stop yourself from falling. Lorelei, I do think the cumulative weight of Schlurp and Bruno is going to not be enough for you to maintain level flight. So you are slowly descending now. Bugsy is following you, still making confused hooting noises like, why did the game stop? I was having fun. Down in the ocean. <laughs> Yeah, Corel is struggling to keep their head above water. <laughs> uh, I will grab onto Corel and try and like keep us both. Yeah, can I take an athletics check from you, Faraday? Also, don't, the water is cold. Don't you have control? Don't you have control water as a spell? Oh shit! Do you have that yep. stocked? I didn't think we'd be going somewhere with water. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Uh, Faraday, can I take an athletics check, please, Craig. to try and like Craig. buoy up Corel? Do you oh. also want to help? Stop Corel from sinking. Yes, please. Your athletics is going to be so much better than mine. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding. Of course, I'll, I'll save Corel. Uh, nine. Nine. So 18. Cool. 18. Uh, Crick is going to be able to come and join you, Faraday. And I'm going to have you then be able to give Crick the help action mm -hmm. on another athletics check to try and buoy up Corel between the two of you. If you make me another athletics check, but this time with advantage, uh, L. Uh, 19 plus 9, I doubt I'll need the advantage. Fantastic. Cool. Between the two of you, you're able to kind of keep Corel above the water by working your asses off, but the water is cold. So we're going to be having fun with a mechanic we've never played before, namely frigid water. No. No. No! So what are your constitution scores? Scores? Yeah, not modifier. What's your actual number? Uh, 13. 13. 15. Okay. Damn. So the way frigid water works is a creature can be immersed in frigid water for a number of minutes equal to their constitution score. So 13 minutes for Crick and Corel and 15 for Faraday before suffering any ill effects. Uh, every additional minute spent in the frigid water will require you to succeed on a constitution saving throw or gain a level of exhaustion. Oh. So we're fucking around with hypothermia in the ocean right now. If you reach six levels of exhaustion, you die. Yes. Okay. So this is big deal. Question, and I'm going to regret asking this question. Are you I'm asking for I'm homework, scared. Duncan? I'm scared. For myself. Um, <laughs> I'm just checking because of Corel's vulnerability to cold damage and because this is frigid water, whether that's going to make a difference here, you think? Or if it's just the same. Oh, I think you're right. I think it would make a difference. No! Duncan, why are you Duncan, doing this to yourself? Why are you teachers pet? Duncan. I like I like verisimilitude. <laughs> you don't get to add your plus one and you cannot have advantage on it. Okay, I like that. They have freedom of movement. So they can swim. They can yeah. swim freely because they're not affected by the difficult terrain of it. If you can swim. <laughs> Pearl's not very good at swimming. Yeah, Corel can't swim, but you guys, usually swimming would mean you can only use 
15 feet per round yeah. but you can use the full 30 so your speed isn't halved because you have freedom of movement yeah nice. and i'm gonna say as well that you're not gonna be under disadvantage despite the heavy seas as well so corral is dexterous at everything but water you really threw us a curveball here <laughs> oh yeah welcome we're having fun in the final <laughs> act of the dance there's corral um, falling into water how sad anyway the water buddies are obviously distracted with the ocean um everyone who's in the air so schlurp and Lorelei and bugsy but he he doesn't get an opinion right now he's Bug. a rabbit who is an owl <laughs> bugs owl <laughs> there are layers but of that also i can communicate with bugsy now because we both speak <gasps> giant owl holy shit oh my god as we're going down i'm trying to explain to him in simple giant owl what is happening and that when he gets down there, I need him to take Schlurp. Okay. So you kind of shout that at him in Giant Owl over the storm. And he replies, well, why didn't you say that earlier? Ah! Of, course. <laughs> of course I will help my papa. Papa? <laughs> papa? Lorelai's going to have some words with Schlurp later. It's gonna be, Lorelai, the words are going to be Lor- Papa. Lorelai is going to call Schlurp Papa at any given possible instant. It's going to be great. Um, oh so, yeah, I guess we do like a transfer. And when we get down to the guys, I'm going to see about Schlurp and Bruno using what like rope or anything we have to make a net. So that we like can... Like weaving a net? No, not weave... Basically... Oh, you want to be... Because you haven't... Definitely the two of you can't lift all these people, but you can drag them. Yeah, we can't lift everyone, but if we tie Corel up... Like wakeboarding. Like wakeboarding. Or kite surfing, yeah. Um, so we've got Faraday and Crick in the water keeping Corel up. Mm-hmm. I have a Bruno. Bugsy has a Schlurp. Uh, and then we also have tied to one of our legs a rope that is also tied to Corel. we can sort of start dragging people whilst these two are kicking in the water. Hang on, how are you tying the rope? Bruno and Schlepp are going to tie the rope. Yeah, Bruno tie one rope to Lorelei's bird ankle. Yep. What kind of role is that? Is that survival? His survival is plus three. Okay, he rolled a 17. Nice. Uh, to tie his knots. And then Schlurp, you have to tie a knot to one of Bugsy's bird legs. It's like a 10. Schlurp, you tie a knot, but I don't know if you know it's going to hold or not. I'm going to... Is it dark? It is dark, yeah. I'm going to cast daylight. So, like, there's 60 feet of light around us so you can see and also see where we are. Yeah, I guess you could cast it on the rope. Yeah, that's a good idea. So you can Mm. see the rope. So you're doing this in heaving seas and precious minutes are slipping by as well. So I think that five minutes will elapse while this happens. I guess. Can I tell you whoever a... has a better survival yeah. out of Faraday and Craig? Survival with advantage because you're one of you will help the other. Zero. Uh, mine's plus five. So so Crick will give you advantage on tying some ropes around Corel. Thirteen. Oh God. You tie a rope. Is that just one of them or both of them? I think with that you roll. You tie one rope securely. The other one just keeps slipping. I think you can hold on to it, but you can't tie it. I think Corel can hold, try and hold on to that rope. Yeah, I can take a dex from Corel to hang on. Oh, for the love of... Twelve. Why are you rolling like garbage? You just fell in a cold ocean during a storm. It's, oh my god. Like you're having a, a really big hashtag bad day. Also, our emotions have been affected. 
by certain events. Oh wait, no, that's pretty that's pretty worn off now. Yeah, that's worn off. I think that as you're as you're frantically tying things, Schlep's like Schlep's emotion calming ability wears off and you are now slammed with the full force of your emotions about what you've seen and what's currently happening. Is this an ability check? Corel screams. <laughs> what a survival check is an ability check, yes. It, it is. Okay. And in that case I'm gonna cast guidance, which means that Corel can add a D four. I'll take it. I got a four on the guidance, so 16 overall. 16 overall. Okay, so Corel is going to be able to hang on to this rope. Um, I want a, an athletics from Faraday and Crick with advantage, because you can all help each other um, to hang on to Corel so that you are all able to be dragged by the owls. 17. 20, not natural. Okay, perfect. So this tangled mess of rope and people is is together, and they're going to be able to hang on. So the owls can tow yeah. them. So the owls are probably about 40 feet in the air and have 120 feet of dark vision. Yep. Um, we have daylight of about 60 feet around us. Yep. Can we see anything in the distance? Like a lighthouse? Uh, or... Roll me perception. 30. Okay, 30. You, as you kind of strain against these ropes and help keep your friends afloat and are trying to like okay you've got them that immediate problem is solved now we need to figure out where to take them because they've only got so much time and five minutes have elapsed and the panic is creeping in now that schlep's ability is wearing off uh Lorelei, you look around frantically and bugsy looks too and you see nothing but mountainous waves and ocean heaving and heaving and heaving all around you um until you don't because that turbulent sky which as which the rest of the party looked kind of black and heavy with rain and storm to you as an owl Lorelei, the sky the sky is actually shot through with yellow and brown with flame and smoke and soot and as you look around frantically for anywhere to take the rest of the party to take your friends to try and save their lives in this situation a ship comes barreling out of that smoke and soot and cloud-filled sky the ship is on fire it thunders past you it's about 500 meters away it's a big interstellar freight ship absolutely enormous like a mile long it thunders past you and crashes into the sea and begins to sink um and you see the sea around it heave and a huge, like, a huge wave is swelling, but thankfully you're in deep water, so you're not going to get absolutely wiped out by an enormous giant impact wave. I think this is going to be more of a huge swell, if that makes sense. Um, and you can now see that rolling towards you. In terms of land, there's that now sinking ship. There's no land. It's just this enormous, terrifying ocean. You're old 30, right? That ship's not alone. Hey listeners, Paige here. I'd like to say a quick thank you to our cast. That's Leonie as Dr. Faraday Zenith Lewis, Shona as Schlurp, Elle as Captain Mitchell Crick, Duncan as Corell, and Jess as Lorelei Widewanderer. If you've enjoyed the show, consider leaving a review, recommending us to a friend, checking out our store, or becoming a supporter over on our Patreon. We're the indiest of indie productions, and every little really does help. That's all from me. See you in three weeks in the Maelstrom Galaxy.